Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for an exciting edition of the Bakery Podcast. And what a way to kick it off. That is 38 or 44 by one of my favorite bands, Eclipse, from their recently released, well not recent, it's their most recent album from 2019, and that is called Paradigm. Go check it out. Go buy it on iTunes. Uh, well, sorry, not iTunes. Amazon. Go buy it on Amazon. And tell me what you think, because in a couple weeks, I'm going to be doing an album review of that and another Amazon purchase um, down the road. And Fozzie Chasing the Grail. That's right. That's right. For those of you that have been listening to me do podcasts for a couple of years now, know that on my last adve- last venture to podcasting, which was Storytime uh, story with Aaron Baker, I was going to do uh, Fozzie Chasing the Grail album review before I kind of hung up the microphone. But now that, that album review is going to come to fruition here on the Bakery Podcast, and that's going to be in the coming weeks. Now I want to also say, I know that I've said that I'm trying to keep a schedule, and I really am, and on, and on the weekends, I try to live it up like it's the last day of my life, pretty much, and I really lose all track of time, and I just kind of put off the podcast and keep putting off the podcast and keep putting off the podcast, and I've gotten into that rhythm of just putting putting the podcast on the back burner and I really shouldn't have gotten into that rhythm so I know that I'm that I promised a couple of episodes which were going to be um, the NFL draft with Josh Lehman uh, plans fell through yada 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 and I'm not even going to talk about you know money in the bank and all that stuff that's a couple of weeks down uh off the table. I mean, actually, I think it's a week off the table. But yeah. And also, with this global pandemic that we're in, um, my job has me working what feels like almost nonstop. Um, I think we went from 52 hours a week to 48 hours a week. And it still feels like I'm there about 68 still feels like I'm there 60 hours every day. It's just nonstop, just back and forth. Um, busy season, yada, yada, yada. I don't really need to bore you guys with talk about my job. But those are the, those are the reasons, guys, why this podcast isn't being released on a weekly basis. I just lose track of time and kind of want to relax on the weekends. But enough of my... Non non coherent rambling. No, it's incoherent. Yeah, incoherent rambling about me losing track of time and all that shit. And I just want to say first off, before we get into the topic, and I'll tell you what that is here in a little bit. I'm really excited. Uh, I want to say thank you to the medical fo- the medical field that is on the front lines during this COVID nineteen coronavirus, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, during this global pandemic and trying to find a cure slash vaccine for this this virus that just 
grip the entire country. Um, Ohio is starting to reopen slowly but surely. Um, I don't know about all the other states because I don't really live in any other state at this present point. That would be kind of weird if I did. But, I want to say thank you to all the uh, medical field essential workers and also the retail workers, which I kind of found out my job is kind of retail, uh, which is why we were open during uh, a stay-at-home, uh, state-issued stay-at-home quarantine, blah, blah, blah. If you want to hear all about my frustrations and bullshit, go back two episodes. But that's not why we're here. Why we are here today is because I want to tell you guys and take a dip from my previous podcast venture with Storytime with Aaron Baker and talk about one of my favorite franchises of all time. Sorry, movie franchises of all time. And that is... Star Wars. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Star Wars. So, I've been contemplating on how I should start this and explain how I got into Star Wars. Or if I should just, you know, go through all the movies and review them and blah, blah, blah. One by one, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I'm going to do both. I decided I'm going to do both, and I'm going to tell you right now how I got into Star Wars, and it's really, uh, it's really by happenstance. Um, in third grade, I think it was third grade, it was third or fourth grade, um, I met, I met one of my, uh, one of my friends named Brock Inge. And he loved Star Wars. I mean, he was he was telling me all about it. He was telling me, yeah, man, there's a guy in a black suit, and he's really evil. And you know how kids in the fourth grade describe shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to check this out. And I think that was when episode three came out was when I was in the fourth grade. I can't, really, I can't remember timelines very well. But I... I we went to a blockbuster. I know. I'm dating myself. When I was in the fourth grade, blockbuster was still a goddamn thing. Um, and rented The Empire Strikes Back. That's right. I didn't start from episode one, uh, episode four, A New Hope. Or as some of you uh, OG Star Wars fans know it as, it's just Star Wars. Um, I didn't start with A New Hope. I started with The Empire Strikes Back, and I was immediately sucked in. Immediately sucked in. I thought the Imperial Walkers were literally the coolest, and I actually still do think that the Imperial Walkers are the coolest slash most badass thing I had ever seen. Um... And then, just like I said, just from there, I got sucked in. Um, for my birthday, I got Star Wars Episode Three, 
on DVD, which I still have my copy from that day, plays perfectly. And I also got to go buy, like a week later, Star Wars Battlefront 2. The PS2 version. I'm talking the classic version that everybody just absolutely fell in love with. And that was my introduction to Star Wars. I know. Short, sweet, and to the point. I didn't want to draw out this, you know, this long charade of how I got into Star Wars. It was, basically, it was um, a childhood friend of mine. Also, Brock, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're listening. If you are, what's up, buddy? Um, but he was definitely, you know, the main guy that got me into Star Wars. Uh, I, I do believe his dad got him into Star Wars. I could be mistaken. I'm not entirely sure. But when I jumped in headfirst, I, I mean, I wanted to watch all the movies in one fucking sitting. And at that time, there was no Episode 7, there was no The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. That was like a fever dream when Episode 3 came out. Um, let me see here. Like... It was. It's weird to look back on now to see that before The Force Awakens was announced, Episode 3 was kind of the last... Well, unless you want to count Star Wars The Clone Wars animated movie, that was kind of our la the last... Like, I'm going to use this term because it's just the term nowadays. The live-action version of Star Wars was Episode 3. And, you know, like I said, you look back on hindsight, it was, it's really weird now because we have these other three movies to look back and watch and digest and all this shit. Um, but shit, I honestly don't know where else to go. I mean, I've, I've read up on uh, anything and everything that I want to know. And of course, once I get to episode three, that's really when I'm gonna, you know, talk about, you know, my life and how how episode three kind of fit into it. And I'm also gonna play you guys one of my favorite scenes from that movie. It's so emotional and so visual that you guys just have to go out and look at it. All right, here we go. We're going to be talking about all the Star Wars movies from Episode 1 to Episode 9. And if you want to stop right now and not listen to anything that I have to say at the 15-minute mark, because I'm going to warn you, if you have not seen any of the Star Wars movies, heavy... Spoiler alerts, especially with The Rise of Skywalker. I know that that's the newest one, but honestly at this point, if you wanted to see it, you should have seen it by now. It's been out for a couple, for almost a month. Um, and you've been warned. I just gave you a spoiler warning. So without further ado, I'm going to get into episode one now. 
So, episode one, Star, sorry, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace, describes exactly that. Um, so to start out with the movie, if you've already seen it, you know, um, we see two Jedi Knights, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, on a Trade Federation battle cruiser because they are there's a blockade of the planet of Naboo. The Supreme Chancellor has sent Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon as negotiators to see what is going on and to let them know that what they are doing is illegal. But as the movie state as the title states there is a phantom menace lurking in the shadows that is trying to make this blockade an invasion an eventual invasion legal and the quote of the movie is, the quote of that whole thing is I will make it legal so the trade federation invades the planet of Naboo um, well they try to kill the Jedi first by the way they try to kill these two Jedi Knights well, Obi-Wan's a Padawan at this present moment. They try to kill the Jedi Knights with uh, droidicas, also known as destroyer droids. Unsuccessful. I mean, they're fucking Jedi. You can't really kill a Jedi, can you? Let me take a drink there. Of course, in my little... I don't know. Eight-year-old mind, that's what I thought. Of course, this is episode one. So, they go, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon go to Naboo because they've got to, they have to go back to Coruscant and tell the Supreme Chancellor what is going on. But, of course, the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation battle droids are invading the planet of Naboo. So, they're kind of fucked at this point, and they have to get off planet. They end up meeting a Gungan named Jar Jar Binks. I know. Send your, send your hate mail at Aaron Baker, Aaron.Baker95 at Yahoo.com. Uh, who helps Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn in, in their journey to the city of Theed. To talk to the Queen of Naboo, who has now been captured by the Trade Federation when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon get to the city. Um, the Queen and her cabinet are freed, and they go, they start to plot a course to Coruscant. Well, Trade Federation is basically like, not so fast, bitch. You can't escape. I need you to sign a treaty. We're gonna blast the shit out of your ship. Well, thanks to an R2 unit named R2-D2, they're able to make the jump to hyperspace, but their hyperdrive is leaking, and they have to make a pit stop to the planet of, yeah, you guessed it, Tatooine, where they meet a young boy named Anakin Skywalker, who has more metachlorians in him than Jedi Master Yoda. Don't ask me what metachlorians are. It never got explained to me. And I'm pretty sure someone that I know that's a Star Wars nerd 
or Star Wars. Uh, I'm not going to use the word nerd. A Star Wars buff is going to tell me what metachlorians are, which I believe it's, you know, uh, the force and that it's strong with somebody. That's what the metachlorians are, but I'm not entirely sure. So, they meet Anakin Skywalker, and they need money for parts, for this specific part of their ship. Well, Republican credits don't work on Tatooine. Um, they do the fucking Jedi mind trick on uh, Watto, who's a Toydarian. Jedi mind tricks don't work on him, only money. So they have to figure out how to find some money. Well, Anakin says, Hey, you could bet on the Mosses, but pod race. I'm a pod racer. Just gotta fix up my pod, though. Okay. So Anakin fixes up his pod. Wins the race. After using some fucking fantastic flying abilities... I mean, Obi-Wan's quote in episode 4, he was the best star pilot in the galaxy. Ain't bullshit. If you watch this movie, you'll see firsthand this kid's got some skill. Which, Qui-Gon Jinn already fucking knew that. They get the money for the parts, but... They're met by Darth Maul. That's right. Badass. Darth Maul dual lightsabers. I think he, if I remember correctly, he gets in a duel with Qui-Gon Jinn before they ultimately meet uh, in at Naboo. Again, that's that's like way, way ahead. But Qui-Gon is, I mean, they realize that's a Sith, that's a Sith, uh, it's a Sith Lord. But there's always two. So everybody, they fix the hyperdrive, and they're off to Coruscant. And this is kind of where things get a little jumbled for me, because I didn't really pay attention. But they go... No. Qui-Gon brings Anakin Skywalker in front of the Jedi Council. The Jedi don't want to train him because he's far too old to be trained as a Jedi. And they sense great fear in him. I think that's what Yoda said. Which is kind of the path to the dark side. Uh, Qui-Gon insists that he be trained. Like, what if he is the chosen one? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and we also see some, you know, some of the politics. Some of the politics that go on in the Star Wars universe as well. Uh, where Queen Amidala is stating that her people are dying, the Trade Federation is starving them just so they can have this stupid ass treaty signed, yeah, blah blah blah. Well, Well, then the queen has to return to Naboo to save her people in a big battle. They call it the Battle for Theed. Uh, takes place. Well, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn have to take on Darth Maul at this point. And you guys, if you haven't seen 
episode one in a while, go watch this battle scene. It's definitely it's definitely worth a watch. Especially the lightsaber duel with Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul. Darth Maul eventually will get the better of Qui-Gon Jinn, but Obi-Wan, using the high ground, slices Darth Maul in half, and Darth Maul is dead. So, moving on to episode two. It's my third favorite Star Wars movie out of the uh, nine. Um, boy, I took took on a fucking huge task here, didn't I? Talking about all these movies. Uh, episode two doesn't really pick back up where episode one left off. It's a few years in the future. There's an assassination attempt on uh, Queen Amidala's life. Um... The dark side is clouding all the Jedi's, um, especially Yoda, his mind, and he can't see foresee any future. The dark side clouds everything. So Anakin and Obi Wan are dispatched to Padme Padme Amidala's. Um, I think that's her last name. Uh, as guards to protect her life. Well. There's another assassination attempt, but this time they catch to catch up to the assailant who is assassinated itself by Jango Fett, which leads Obi-Wan on this wild goose chase to find Jango Fett, but ends up finding the Grand Army of the Republic in the clones. Um... Obi-Wan will follow Jango Fett to Geonosis. Again, this one I know, you know, bits and pieces about. I haven't seen some of these movies in a while. Uh, follows Jango Fett to Geonosis, gets captured by Count Dooku, Anakin, who has now fallen madly in love with Padme. They've been to Naboo. Then they have to go to uh, Tatooine because Anakin is having visions of his mother dying. Well, she does end up dying at the hands of the Tusken Raiders, and Anakin fucking goes ape shit and slaughters them all. So they get a distress signal. Uh, no, I think they are told to stay put on Tatooine. But Anakin defies orders anyways and heads to Geonosis to save his master. They end up getting captured themselves. Which leads into one of my favorite fucking scenes in the Star Wars franchise. And that's the fucking arena battle in the Battle of Geonosis. Just when things look like they're going to be over for Padme, Anakin, and Obi-Wan... The fucking Jedi come out of nowhere. Uh, Mace Windu chops off Jango Fett's head in front of his son. What a savage. Uh, many Jedi end up dying in this battle. But Yoda is there to save the day with the clones. And the Battle of Geonosis is in full force. No pun intended there with the word force. <laughs> Idiot. But Anakin and Obi-Wan are on the hunt for Count Dooku. They follow him. There's a massive 
There's a good lightsaber duel here. And uh, Count Dooku thinks that Anakin's arrogant, chops off Anakin's arm, and he's rendered useless. This is the only time that I, you will ever get to see Anakin with a green lightsaber. Um, so then, Obi-Wan Kenobi tries to get himself a piece of Count Dooku and gets overpowered. And just as you think that Count Dooku's gonna escape... His old master, Master Yoda, comes out of nowhere. But, unfortunately, Count Dooku escapes, which leads us into the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So, basically, Anakin, and Anakin finally gets his revenge, chops off Count Dooku's head. They rescue the Supreme Chancellor, who got kidnapped... By General Grievous. Again, this is all part of the plan. This was Darth Sidious's plan to see if Anakin Skywalker has what it takes to be his apprentice. His new apprentice. General Grievous ends up escaping. It's a fucking galaxy-wide manhunt. They want this war to end. It's costing lives. It's costing Jedi lives. Yada, yada, yada. But the end... But... Ooh. <clears throat> But the Supreme Chancellor wants it to kind of continue for a little bit so he can have some emergency power. Well, he befriends Anakin and tells Anakin that he knows the dark, the dark side of the Force, knows the arts of the dark side. And Anakin now realizes he is the dark, he is the dark lord that they have been after. But... Supreme Chancellor Palpatine tells Anakin that he can save the ones he loves from dying if they join forces. Well, Anakin doesn't believe a word of this shit and tells Jedi Master Mace Windu, who gathers up three other Jedi to arrest the Supreme Chancellor. That doesn't go as planned. Uh, the three Jedi are mauled, are fucking cut down immediately. Then it's Mace Windu and Chancellor Palpatine, also known as Darth Sidious. It, when it, it looks like Mace Windu is going, it finally has arrested the Supreme Chancellor. All, and all looks like it's about to be restored, balance-wise in the Force. Anakin turns his back on the Jedi Order because he was already defiant and questioning things. And then when they told him to spy on the Supreme Chancellor to see what he knows, that was just a tipping point, and he couldn't do it anymore. He kills Mace Windu and is now Darth Vader. Q. Order 66, or as it's also called, the Great Jedi Purge. The hundreds of Jedi are slaughtered by the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, just to name a few that were shown in the movie, uh, Kiadi Mundi, Plo Kloon, uh, Aayla Secura, 
just to name a few. The ones that survived were Obi-Wan and uh, Yoda. So all the clones have turned on the Jedi, and are and the Galactic Republic is has now been turned into the Galactic Empire. Yoda will go and face the Emperor himself, unable to subdue the Emperor, goes into um, with the help of Senator Bail Organa, who, who will be part of the Rebel Alliance. Um, rescues Yoda. Meanwhile, on the planet of Mustafar, which Anakin had already went to to slaughter the leaders of the uh, separatist movement to end the war, finally, um, Anakin and Obi-Wan will face off in such an epic duel that just caps off just everything. And it also leads to one of my favorite scenes in all of the Star Wars franchise. And I'm going to play that for you right now. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them! Bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness! Such an emotional scene there. I mean, it's the epitome of everything that had happened. Aunt Obi-Wan had been through so much, and to see his his pupil turn to the dark side just so easily. It had to be fucking awful. Which will lead into the death of Padme, Anakin choked her. Force choked her, yada, yada, yada. You've, if you've seen episode three, you know what happens. And Anakin will eventually turn into Darth Vader. Now, what I forgot to mention in between episode two and three were the uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars animated series and the movie as well. Um, I hadn't watched Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated movie, in a long time, so I can't really tell you exactly what happens. Um, but I do know that you're introduced to Ahsoka Tano in that one. And Star Wars The Clone Wars, the series, is so phenomenal. Go check it out. Please go check it out, especially this last season on Disney+. Plus. Holy shit, was it emotional. 
And I might as well just get into that now. I wanted to wait till the end, but um, I'm going to try to go rapid fire from now on from uh, Rogue One to The Rise of Skywalker. I don't want this thing to be too long, but I want to just talk for a brief moment about Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the animated series, this final season. I don't think I've almost teared up watching something and feeling such an emotional connection to something like that before. I'm pretty sure it's happened on occasion, but when you've invested so much time and effort to watch something and it just finally crescendos to the end, the way that this season ended, ooh, heavy heavy on emotions um it couldn't have ended any other way it really couldn't have um to see Darth Vader find Ahsoka's lightsaber and to see the um the creature in the sky that symbolizes the mother no the daughter yeah the daughter of the force to let Anakin know that there will be balance eventually. Now let's hop into Rogue One, and Rogue One is basically, you know, kind of the story before Episode Four, where the Rebels are trying to get this plan for the Imperial super weapon, the Death Star. So there's the synopsis for uh, Rogue One. Um, the next one, Solo, I have never seen. I have not seen Solo. I'm waiting for it to come on Disney Plus so I can watch it. Um, but it's basically the story of Han Solo. If you didn't, if you didn't understand, then we hop into Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, which introduces Anakin Skywalker's son, Luke Skywalker. Um, again, we're back on Tatooine. If you haven't seen episode 4, go check it out. It's it's worth it if you want to start, you know, if you want to continue on through the series. Um and again, it's just the stepping stone for the events of episode 5 and 6. Same thing with how the Force Awakens is, it's just the stepping stone for the last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. And episode four plays plays to that perfectly. And to me, and at this point, guys, I'm just going to stop giving, you know, the plot points. Because that's going to take hours at this point. Um, I mean, it really will. Basically, episode four, if you watch it, watch episode three and four back to back, you're going to... You're going to see some things that are mentioned that happen in episode 3 that are mentioned in episode 4. Basically, this is Luke's first step into knowing that he has a special... Well, that's episode 5. But Luke realizes he's now a piece of this bigger picture. Um... So let's move on to episode 5, which is my favorite, which is honestly so critically acclaimed by everybody that I 
that I've talked to as their favorite Star Wars movie of all time, and I honestly can't blame them. If you ha if you don't realize by now, Darth Vader in Episode Five, toward the end, reveals to Luke that he Darth Vader is his father. I mean, that's common knowledge. It's one of the most quotable lines in all of movie and TV history. Is Luke uh, Obi Wan never told me what happened never told you what happened to your father luke luke responds with he told me you killed him no luke i am your father and luke does the no and falls not to the dark side but falls rescued by leia and lando later on and then episode six episode six um I mean, it's, again, the final piece in this big puzzle to get Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker to turn on the Emperor and become good again. And that's honestly what happens. Uh, the Emperor looks like he's about to kill Luke by uh, electrocuting him with Force Lightning. And... Darth Vader picks, picks his bitch up, tosses him down the chute, and you think the Emperor's dead. And unfortunately, so is Darth Vader. Darth Vader, well, Anakin wants Luke to remove his mask, and, realize, and Luke realizes his father will die. Well, Anakin wants to look at his son with his own eyes. Cue the tears. So that movie ends with, you see, Obi-Wan, Yoda, who passes in this movie, uh, in episode six. And then you see Anakin Skywalker's Force Ghost as well. Again, that's that's been a big, a big debate. On why Anakin gets to be a force ghost after slaughtering younglings, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm here to end that debate, sort of. In my opinion, I think Anakin, in the moment he was seeing his son be electrocuted, turned in that moment and didn't want to see uh, another person that he loved die. Because... Padme had also passed away before Anakin turned into Darth Vader. But, again, the Force is a weird thing, and if it can forgive killing and slaughtering and being the head honcho of killing thousands, uh, hundreds of Jedi, then so fucking be it. Now, remember when I said that the Emperor is dead? Nay, nay, says Disney. We're getting three more movies. They gave us The Force Awakens, which, again, is a stepping stone to a bigger picture. The Last Jedi, which, for whatever reason, gets all this hatred. I honestly think that it's, for the story, it fits. 
it do, it did what it needed to do in the story of Kylo Ren and Rey. And then you get the Rise of Skywalker, which I will talk about here. Uh, this will be a spoiler alert. Okay? And the only reason why I didn't review the other movies from episode 4 to now is because 4, 5, and 6 are so heavily viewed that... I mean, people have seen them hundreds, thousands of times. I don't need to rehash all all the old stuff. The pre I only rehash the prequels because that's what I grew up on. And also, not a lot of people like them for whatever reason. It is what it is. But I'm going to talk about The Rise of Skywalker. And this is where we realize the Emperor has been once again controlling everything from the fucking shadows. That's right. He's been toying with Kylo Ren. He's been every voice inside of his head, which is Snoke. Um, which is Snoke and Darth Vader. Um, and Kylo Ren sees the Emperor as a threat to becoming the the one. The, the ruler. Um, and yet again, this uh, this starts on a wild goose chase with the Resistance and trying to find the location of Exegol, the Sith just fucking mega pit of dark side energy and all this shit. The Emperor reveals that he's got the Final Order, which is a fucking massive fleet the they call it the Sith fleet, and I mean it's fucking huge. Basically, in this in this movie, you find out who Ray's who Ray what Ray's bloodline finally is, and she is a Palpatine. That's right, Ray is a fucking Palpatine. Do I like it? No. Does it fit? Yeah, kinda. Kinda, it fits. So we find out that Rey is a Palpatine. She finally gets Ben, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo to turn to the light. And you get to see Han Solo as a ghost, I think. Um... Tell his son that he has to do what he has to do. See, that he has to. Boring yourself. Huh? I said, see, Star Wars is even boring. It's not boring. Hello, I'm tired, and it's like a le- It's almost midnight, and I've been at this for almost an hour or two. Star Wars is boring. Star Wars is not boring. Eat my ass. <laughs> no, that's not an open invitation <laughs> to anybody. Even the listeners of this show. Not an open invitation. So Kylo Ren throws his lightsaber. He, I think he ends up with a blue one. Uh, when he reaches Exegol. And helps Rey fight the Emperor. Who is Rey's grandfather? That's right. The Emperor is Rey's grandfather. 
Well, the Emperor just wants to destroy Rey. Gets Ben Solo out of the way. So he is literally the last Skywalker. And Leia feels it. Leia's gonna die in this movie. She, I mean, she kind of has to. I'm sorry to say it, but she kind of has to. Um, and just when you think Rey is down and out, and she's been trying to call to the remainder, to the Jedi, to the spirits of the Jedi, her entire training. It finally works. When she's about to die, she hears the voice of Yoda, um, I think Qui-Gon, Kanan, Jairus, Ahsoka Tano, Ayla Sakura, Anakin Skywalker, Luke, um, Obi-Wan, and I think Mace Windu, and I know I'm missing a couple of other ones in there, but it was just voices of Jedi, Jedi, uh, from Jedi's past, and the one that got me was fucking Anakin Skywalker's voice, and it, he said, Ray. Bring balance to the force like I once did. And Luke saying, Ray, rise. And Palpatine finally says, I am all the Sith. And Ray hits him with that, Well, I'm all the Jedi. And fucking kills him. Now let me go back to that scene with all the voices of the Jedi. When I first heard that, watching it, I think a couple, about maybe three or four weeks ago, the hair on my arms completely stood up. I mean, completely stood up. It was goosebumps. And I, and I must say, it was a perfect way for the Skywalker saga to end. The Emperor is dead, who has been the head honcho in these last nine movies. I mean, from three to six, and now to nine, the Emperor has been a constant issue. So, for him to finally be destroyed, killed, whatever you want to say, is a perfect bow to the end of the Skywalker saga. Now, the thing that I did find cool is that Rey is back on Tatooine, where everything all began. She buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers, and has a lightsaber of her own. That is, I think, yellow? I think it's either yellow or white. I can't, I can't really remember. So she's the all-powerful being in the galaxy. She brought true balance to the Force. And is now claiming herself as Rey Skywalker in the honor of her masters. Cue in credits. I honestly think that this saga couldn't have ended in a more perfect way. And for those of you that are now tuning back in, because spoiler warning is over, 
If you haven't watched Star Wars, please go watch Star Wars before you listen to this podcast, please. And I'll even put that into the description. If you haven't watched Star Wars, please go watch it before listening to this episode. Hell, even go watch The Mandalorian. It fits in the story as well. Watch the watch Rebels. Watch anything. Watch the watch all the movies. I think it said that it would take about twenty seven hours to get through all nine of the movies. And, and I mean that's in one sitting. That's back to back to back to back to back. I bet you I could do it. I could do it. You say you never, but you never want to watch one. Because I have to explain to you what's going on. Because I don't care. Uh Uh-huh. But, with that fucking comment, I don't know what else to say. I don't like it because I know. She doesn't like it because of fuck it of the Han Solo and Leia scene from episode 5 where Leia says I love you and Han just plays it off like I know and I said that to her once and she's like that's mean that's the only reason why she doesn't you did it to me for like fucking two months I know oh my god (laughs) but all I can say is this Star Wars has been around my entire lifetime it's gotten me through a lot of shit Um, I've attached myself to certain characters like an Anakin Skywalker like a Luke Han, Kylo Ren, the list goes on. And all the episodes have their own story. I mean, especially like episode two, that's for fucking everybody. You want some romance? Go watch Anakin and Padme for an hour or so. You want fucking action? All the Star Wars movies have it. You want cool sci-fi visual effects? All the Star Wars movies got it. You want cool-looking starfighters, star cruisers, starships, you fucking name it? Star Wars has got it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't fall into the category of, am I a Star Wars fan or a Star Trek fan? Motherfucker, I'm in the middle of the Venn diagram. I'm the person that likes fucking both. Because you know what? I'm a nerd at heart, and I really don't give a fuck what anybody has to say about it. With that being said, my closing statements are this. Whatever happens in the Star Wars universe moving forward, I'm excited for. 
If we get a couple more movies, great. If we don't, even better. I think Disney is moving Star Wars into... Um... What's the word? Into a new horizon. There you go. They've been so focused on this Ray, Kylo Ren, Fen, Poe. Skywalker saw finishing the Skywalker saga for almost the last I would want to say five to eight years. Maybe more, maybe less. And I think Disney is ready to focus on something different. And again, I'm all for it. I will always be a Star Wars fan till the day I fucking die. Well, I guess that's all I really have left to say. Well, besides this, this is a classic line from all of Star Wars. My name is Aaron Baker. This line isn't. My name is Aaron Baker. Thank you for listening to the Bakery Podcast. Here's the line. And may the force be with you. <laughs> have a good have a good night, day evening whatever whatever you're doing good time whatever but may the force be with you always <laughs>